And time, of course, now for this week's Letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Ma Fung Kwok, who represents the sports, performing arts, culture and a publication functional constituency. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Steve, thanks for your visit and give us a candid and cosy class reunion. It is welcoming to see you participating in the 2017 Art Basel in Hong Kong to showcase the highest quality artworks of your leading gallery. Hope you find it a useful platform to promote the creativity and diversity of Asian and Asian Pacific cultures. Hong Kong is dynamic and multifaceted. Shortly after your departure, we witnessed. The fifth-term chief executive election last month, with the chief executive elect Mrs. Carrie Lam, the public are eager to see Hong Kong thrive and prosper in her good hands. As the elected legislative council member, I look forward to seeing her pay heed to the concerns of local sport, culture, filming, and publication sectors. Their voices, clear and loud, are listed. In the following five areas, first and foremost, the greatest challenge we face is land constraint. The long-term outstanding problem of hunger for arts performing venues and sports grounds had never ever been satisfied. The vivid example is shown in overbooking of performing venues in the Hong Kong Cultural Centre, to the disappointment of art groups. Nearly ninety percent applications are rejected annually. What a great loss to our fellow artists and art groups, and also the audience. In fact, booking private venues for performing and rehearsing is not viable either. Our art groups find a way out by looking up vacant industrial buildings, but the tragic fire accident of a mini warehouse last year. Killed this option of alternative studios, music workshops, and semi theaters. The building department stepped up stringent measures against fire precautions. As a result, our musicians and artists have nowhere to practice and perform. It is high time to rescue our performing sector and overhaul the current regulations for industrial premises. The incoming government should speed up opening more school sports grounds and halls, maximize unused school buildings and unoccupied government land. Secondly, Hong Kong cultural industry deserves more solid and useful support from the incoming government. It should redefine its multiple roles simultaneously as the provider of land and financial assistance. A referee and regulator for monitoring the use of public resources and funding policies. In reality, not much has been done to understand the real concerns and hardships of running these cultural industries. Sometimes, policies tend to be high-sounding and impractical for promotion, but bringing hindrance to the development. A good example is the creation of community cultural ambassador scheme, 
to comply with anti-corruption clout of setting up scrutiny of public fundings, recipients of art groups were informed by LCSD officials to open independent designated bank accounts. But such a mandatory measure should allow sufficient time, and some small art groups, which felt insecure to meet this requirement, decided to drop the agreement with LCSD. Only with a user-friendly approach can our government officials build a partnership with our fellow practitioners in cultural sector that forge synergy and brings Hong Kong to a new horizon. Thirdly, it is time to plug the loopholes in Hong Kong's copyright regime. With the advent of internet, daily lives of mankind, ways of communications, and forms of entertainment has been revolutionized. Digital piracy goes so viral that exploits our writers, artists, singers, film producers, and publishers. Due to political bickering, updated versions of copyright bills were laid aside after prolonged filibusters in the Legislative Council. This unfortunate miscarriage has left Hong Kong lagging behind from other 94 countries of signatories of World Intellectual Property Organization Copyright Treaty, failing to comply with global legal obligation. Digital piracy is as rampant as in physical books in public libraries. In fact, library is a major attribute for local publications, as bulk purchase and high circulations by libraries are significant as compared to the small local publication market. Library remunerating authors and publishers is a global trend, but has yet introduced locally. Lending books to the public will exploit book authors and publishers, and they should be remunerated by libraries. It is a show of support and respect to the publication profession. But local publication sector have fought an uphill battle. Safeguarding copyrights is the breeding ground for nurturing intellectual and creative industries. I sincerely wish the incoming chief executive demonstrate her willpower by convincing the public the significance of protecting of intellectual property by updating the legal regime in Hong Kong. Fourthly, improving remunerations and benefits for practitioners in the sectors has been on my election pledge and top priority. Last year, I conducted a survey on income of dense practitioners. The findings exhibit a gloomy picture about low income of cultural sector, which lag far behind from those in government departments, despite having similar credentials. Such a wide income disparity also occurred too in publication and sports sectors. Dedication to pursue ideal is demanding and cruel, as one has to make big sacrifices with little tangible rewards. For those who cannot stand the heat, leave the kitchen for survival. It is a matter of equity and justice why private petitioners are not on par with their counterparts in public bodies. If this situation prevails, young talents 
may not join art, culture, sports, and publication sectors as their profession or careers. It is pressing to overhaul existing remunerations of these sectors. I am looking forward to seeing our next CE can provide a solid proposal to the issue. Last but not least, implementation and execution of the current cultural and sport policy is the key to the future development of Hong Kong's sports and culture. These policies are in the hands of Home Affairs Bureau and Commerce and Economic Development Bureau. The failure to create a new Cultural Affairs Bureau by incumbent government is rather disappointing. I sincerely wish the incoming government can take bold a revamp of existing government structure. The tripartite model of the Korean government of the Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism is commendable for us. Only by collaborating our different edges can Hong Kong thrive and flourish on a higher platform of diversity, creativity and dynamism. Steve, I look forward to hearing your precious views. See you next time. Fung Kuang.